Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Well, welcome to the American Liberties. It is April 4th, right? Yeah, April 4th. And uh, the... uh, Year of 2018. Boy, am I all mixed up here. I was going to have this long, you know, not long, but a short presentation about uh, about the regulations and everything. And and uh, I don't know if I can do it or not. So I'm just going to cut my part short. Uh, I don't know if it's the medication that's got me really tired and kind of confused, but whatever it is, it is what it is until the day it isn't. But I do want to say is that, you know, with with the stuff that we're learning uh, through our educational material, such as the flash drives, whether it be the criminal intent, uh, the the, uh, the uh, how to write a criminal complaint and all that. I find in talking to a lot of people that people do not stay focused. They want to get off, you know, and it's so easy for the government to, you know, bring you to another topic inside of a topic that has nothing to do with the foundation of what you're arguing at the time. For instance, you argue, you know, you want to argue a notice of deficiency and and you want to bring in, you know, other things about, you know, let's say Section 83. And maybe not the time to bring that in because first, you got to go if if you're going to argue the notice of deficiency, you got to start at the foundation of where does the authority to come to do a notice of deficiency? Did you file a return in order them to do a deficiency because they really can't do a deficiency if you didn't do a return. And if so, did they do a substitute return on your behalf? And did they sign it? And if and if you're not finding all the elements of what it takes to go someplace, then arguing anything else, you're you're basically you're pretty much assured to lose. Just like if you're going to argue Section 83A, and you want to start at the foundation of the argument of Section 83. Did you go to work? Did you have a contract, whether, you know, a private contract, so to speak, with the person you're working for? Did you sell your services for the compensation that you received for those <laughs> services? And, you know, and so, you know, so now that compensation how did you determine my paycheck or my compensation is gross income? So somebody brought to my attention today that filling out a, uh, a, a 1040, you know, when you go down the instruction, when you go down to 1040 on line 22 is where you put your income. Now I, I'm not verifying that cause I don't, I haven't looked at the W I mean a 1040. But in in a short discussion with Dave, I said, Dave, I just I got to bring this to your attention. I said, you know, are you aware? It's been brought to my attention today that you know line 22 is where you put your amount of income that you're allegedly supposed to collect, 
and and in the instructions it has the instructions on every single line in the 1040 except for line 22 you don't find the instructions there and it was told to me because you know you got to define the income was it gross income was it uh, was it uh, are you going to put your gift or whatever the other word is, and so forth. And so they leave that blank so they don't have to explain it, and it's up to you to make the presumption of what that income was. And Dave quickly uh, answered, well, you know, in order to have the 1040 in front of you to start filling it out, it starts right off the bat from gross income. So why would you even have the 1040 in front of you? Now, he didn't say that part, but that's, you know, that's what the first thing I thought when he, when he said that. Well, why would I have the 1040 in there? Because I would have to go back to the IRS and say, you want me to fill out a 1040, but where do I start being that I didn't make any gross income? And let them respond with an answer, you know, say, well, here it is right here. We got a W-4 or W-2. Well, how did you determine, using Section 83, how did you determine my paycheck is gross income? Throw the question right back at to him. So that's my, my part tonight is stay focused on the subject matter. Don't get carried away and in what you want to argue, but stay in the perimeters of what you're arguing about. So with that being said, I'd like to introduce a good old friend of mine. Uh, It helped me back 11 years ago, in case you haven't uh, listened to the webinars, or I mean the uh, YouTubes on how I stood in front of a grand jury, and it was all based on his... uh, the criminal complaint that was sent to Congress that I joined, that I used that in uh, in front of the grand jury, and I haven't heard from the grand jury. Basically, I got a no bill 11 years ago. Dave Merlin. Dave, are you there? Thanks, Chris. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Um, how does Section 83 operate in your conclusion? I have gross income. That is the question that has to come before the tax return. Read sections 6001, 6011, and 6012. Only those who have uh, gross income above the exemption amount have to file a tax return. None of this is legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. How's that for truth as a punchline? <laughs> Dave, I got a question on that. Uh, the exemption amount or the exclusion part? Not exclusion. That's after. It's, uh, it, don't get caught up in the terminology. It's okay. a certain amount. If you don't, if you don't have more than four hundred dollars in gross income, they don't want a tax return from you. Right. So, uh, they may want one. Uh, the law does not beckon one to file. And uh, so, first, you tabulate exactly how much gross income you made, and you apply Section eighty-three to fact. Every dollar I received was within the fair market value of my labor, as established through the fact. I sold my labor in arm's length transactions to an unrelated party that didn't have to buy my labor and I didn't have to sell it. That is the fair market value of labor. I didn't have any gross income. And so I don't mention the term tax return. If you say no gross income, everything's done. In a perfect world, uh, if the law operated, They simply say, oh, we don't care about the law. It's gross income according to us, and you'll pay or you'll go to prison. And that's the state authorities in Ohio as well. Hi, Diane. So uh, thus my disclaimer. The law doesn't matter. It comes for decades. They club you with the law saying you have to comply, and you finally figure out. um, You left a couple of provisions out of your calculations, 
Oh, we don't care about those. Now, when are you going to pay? Who the hell do these people think they are? Right out in the open, the law doesn't matter. We're going to take your money. Screw California Code Section 17081. Uh, screw New York Tax Code, uh, State Tax Code Section, I think it's 601, 6011, and 612, or 611 and 612. Maybe 610 is in there. They're all on uh, wevgov.com on the state income taxation page. Everything's built on the federal standard, and the federal standard says all property is a cost. How do you know? Well, in Kentucky, they dismissed the counterclaim. He was just suing for a clear explanation of the law. No, you can't have it. Now that we finally figured out, there's a bunch they're overlooking, and here's how. Here's how they violate the law. Uh, that's funny stuff. So uh, uh, everybody here has watched them run from the law that explains how to tax the entire workforce. Hello? Uh, it's the pinnacle of ridiculous, but then you add the fact that they have power. Then it becomes the pinnacle of tyranny. We don't care about the law. You're going to pay us money or we'll destroy you. We might even destroy you collecting the money if you gave it to us. That's the government. So you have your the same relationship with the government as you have with the uh, the ghetto retarding that will run up to you at a traffic stop and steal your car, threatening you with a crowbar. That's the government. And I'm not supposed to be anti-government. I'm anti that and they slander me for it. <laughs> tax protester. Yeah, that's me over here. The law is perfect. Uh, tax protester. You have to spare me. Um, or you just might hear a ration. I'm not going to let a perfectly good bartending career go to waste. And uh, I verbally abuse my computer all day long. I'm a pro. So contradict me when the government can't even contradict me. Just That's over, too. <laughs> and it comes down to one paragraph of law. What's your interpretation? Section 83A. There. There is no argument. There is no debate. Everybody refuses to learn it, so the patriot movement can shut up. Oh, note to self. Note to myself. Providing signatures while on federal probation is not voluntary. You're not signing a contract. Here's your evidence. For refusing to provide signatures while on probation, Royal Lamar Hardy was just put back in prison for another 15 months. So screw and tattoo the patriot movement moronic crap. How moronic? The definition of contract says meeting of the mind. So it's not a meeting of the mind, number one. It's not an adhesion contract. Number two, you think a contract you think they need a contract? Uh, don't we watch them put innocent people in prison all the time? People that don't believe they have a duty, they obviously don't believe they have a duty and yet they go to prison despite the fact that's the definition of innocence. And you think they're going to do more than piss on you when you say, oh, it's a contract. I don't have to give you a signature. You have to spit. That's the Patriot Movement speaking right there. And he goes back to prison for that Patriot Movement moronic crap. I couldn't talk him out of it. So up his. How can you rely on somebody that would throw their future to the wind for the Patriot Movement? It's voluntary. It's a contract. Supervised release. Probation. I said, well, let's go to, uh, what is it here? 18 USC. A very particular step. 3583. 
inclusion of a term of supervised release after sentencing. Okay? Uh, I'm going to give you the link here. It's 18 U.S.C. 3583. And I told him, I said, uh, oh, so it's voluntary, huh? Really? Well, here's 3583A, the court, in imposing a sentence to a term of imprisonment for a felony or a misdemeanor, may include as part of the sentence a requirement that the defendant be placed on a term of supervised release after imprisonment, except that the court shall include as a part of the sentence a requirement that the defendant be placed on a term of supervised release if such a term is required by statute or if the defendant has been convicted for the first time of a domestic violence event. That pretty much sounds like they can do supervised release to you, stupid. Oh, no, it's voluntary. I don't have, you can't have my signature. And he went into hiding instead of providing a signature. Fifteen months more in prison, then 33 months of supervised release begin. He scarred his future and the future of everybody that was relying on him, including his 19-year-old son. Uh, grossly irresponsible, profoundly negligent, bad for business. So, uh, yeah, the movement and everything it says uh, could just, like, screw off immediately and forever, top of every hour. <laughs> Sounds like Fox News. Um, I don't know which is worse, Fox News or the Patriot Movement. You can listen to Liars or Fox News. What's wrong with Fox News? They can't speak a language. So you're getting important news about world leaders and world events from people that can't speak a language in a country with free education. <laughs> I've tuned out. I've listened to hours of news per day. Just about every day for the last how many years and years? I have every Fox News lineup show uh, going back four years on the hard drive I'm looking at right now. And every, uh, the daily Alex Jones uh, full video. And uh, a lot. it's almost always uh, the world news show. And I've tuned out. I haven't recorded anything since uh, March 17th. I'm retiring from America, and uh, I'm not listening to the news anymore. Once or twice at the top of the hour, I might listen to the news. I'll listen to Laura Ingram, maybe Mark Levin. Other than that, I've tuned out. It's a vast departure from my history regarding being an absolute news freak. Eight hours of news every day for years and years migrated from CNN and MSNBC. Uh, I hated Fox because of all the trumpets and the drums and cymbals. You got to be morons. And uh, then CNN started to bore me. I started comparing the quality of the experts uh, that CNN would bring in to the people that Fox would bring in. And there was no comparison whatsoever. CNN, their heart wasn't in it. They're feeding you crap. And so uh, the last thing I'd go to CNN for was Lou Dobbs. Then he left CNN. And then it was all Fox. And as soon as Bill O'Reilly came on, I have to turn it off for an hour. Rudest ass in broadcasting. But uh, now they don't even speak a language of Fox. Now, can you turn on the tube with the kids at home? They won't learn language. It's a catastrophe. So who are you going to teach? Uh, everybody on the calls are regular. No new ones. Nobody's interested. It's depressing. However, on the call, L.T. Oates and T. Darling and Steel Belly and South Carolina. 
uh, recent U.S. District Court warriors against the government saying, uh, these are the provisions I want a clear explanation of. South Carolina, they wouldn't even let him file the lawsuit. In Kentucky, they just dismissed Steel Billy's counterclaim. <laughs> it's uh, something else. So all of you, look at that. You have a front row seat to uh, the government having its pants pulled down around its ankles in a bee swarm over the statute that explains how to tax the entire workforce. Uh, hold your applause. That's great work. No one's ever done anything like this. And all of you have the front row seat. I made a couple of amendments to uh, tupotus.com, to the President of the United States, tupotus.com. I'm uh, beginning to add pages specifically beamed at university law school students here in Seattle, University of Washington, number 32 on the list of law schools. Bear with me. Here come the rankings. If you did a search for law school rankings, U.S. News, you'll come up with this link uh, if you're just on the phone here today. And uh, the University of Washington Law School has like 500 students. And uh, it's 100 blocks from me here. So uh, I'm going to tune in a bunch of them to the Section 83 argument and invite them, yay, urge them to embarrass their professors. It explains how to tax your pay, professor. It explains how to tax every dollar I'm going to earn as an attorney. It explains how to tax the paychecks of the paralegals and or legal secretaries that I hire in my law firm. I want a full explanation. Let's stop everything right here, right now, and get into Section 83 until we all understand it. Isn't that a bitch? <laughs> hey, Professor, point of order. <laughs> so, uh, tupotus.com is going to have a law student extension where uh, I'm dealing with law students in everything I say, and that excludes the Patriot Movement. So, uh, uh, really, I've had it. Uh, just, I'm a, I'm a different Dave. I uh, can't. I refuse. It's not that I can't. I refuse to hold my tongue anymore. Everybody else wallows in moronhood. And uh, I'm over here going, excuse me, but it explains how to tax the workforce. And everybody I've been trying to help with this knowledge, they don't care. So screw them. TwoPotus.com. Uh, if you don't have my work yet, you got to go to thebookpatch.com, do a search for my last name in their bookstore, and get my publications. Nobody talks like this about statute. Tax code's perfect. All my rights are protected in the tax code. Now, um, There are a lot of ground-level challenges that have nothing to do with income taxes. And I sell an examination of a lot of those in the flash drive courses on wevgov.com. Uh, when you see my approach to municipal litigation, county district court uh, and city court, these pissy little misdemeanor charges or maybe just civil traffic infractions without regard to the fact that it's a traffic ticket. There are a lot of things you can do. Forget right to travel. Make that argument. I'd never try to talk you out of making a particular argument, but put it before the arguments that I make. My arguments start when you've lost all your other uh, constitutional arguments and favorite patriot movement arguments and you're forced into the box. Picture. And T. Darling, 
she'll type in here five star if she agrees with me. I can go into a municipal court, a county district court, <clears throat> and I can ask the prosecutor out into the hallway where I tell the prosecutor, you know, I want to describe a, a particular set of perspectives here. Your perspective, this case is about my $540 penalty for driving without insurance, isn't it? And I have to agree. Well, do you know what my perspective is? You're using the mail to accomplish obtaining my $540. And if you violate court rule, if you violate statute, I'll arrest you in open court for mail fraud. I'm not here about $540. I'm here about arresting the judge because the judge will have to step in and protect you from court rule violations you're going to have to commit when I burden you in discovery. How do you like me now? So you have your perspective that amounts to $540. I have my perspective, which says I can put a zip tie on the wrist of that judge and haul him to the FBI. Your comment, T. Darling? It's all right in the law. Now, do they want you in their court? Not unless you're burglarizing homes or breaking arms. <laughs> it's not about my case. It's about pushing that judge into a felony violation of the law so I can arrest him, her. doesn't matter. So you're here for my $540. I'm cruising for a trip to the FBI with a public servant in custody. <laughs> so, uh, T. Darling says five star, but they won't tell you who uh, will pay you. I'm not talking about who they pay me. They aren't paying me. I just want dominion over the judge to arrest them. And I'll push this case so far out of shape, the judge will have to commit felony violations of the law just to save you. Then, when the complaint goes into the Commission on Judicial Performance, it's going to have a comment in there that you knew all about this and chose to pursue me. You're going to be friends with the judge now? I don't think so. I'm in there to corrupt their career. So $540, we're going to have a hell of a time getting there. I promise it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. They'll have a they'll have ten cops in court the day I show up. Why? Because they don't want a felon to be arrested on the record. Push it, officer. Give me those handcuffs. I hereby arrest this judge. Has nothing to do with your case. Your sui juris <laughs> has nothing to do with it. Keep it in your pants. Patriot breath. <laughs> Listen to how I'm able to speak to a prosecutor. I know a felony violation of law when I, I've got a course on how to write and file complaints. Push me. You think it's about $540. I think it's about getting the judge kicked off the bench. Can you see a difference? Soaring Eagle, welcome to the call. I don't recognize your name. Uh, my name is David Merlin. None of this is legal advice. This is a taped show. You've missed a half an hour. Uh, there's a wonderful archive here. My archive is a lesson plan, 59615. I don't record every call, but uh, I record plenty of them, and uh, I hit hard with the law. The law is perfect. And uh, T. Darling on the call. L.T. Oates, uh, the IRS shut down its criminal investigations division probe into his affairs because he confronted him with my analysis of the tax code that you see on wevgov.com, as in we versus government. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not pro-government. I'm anti-government because government is crime. Uh, you look at that website and find one thing that doesn't come directly from the courts, the treasury in form of a regulation, or the legislators. And it's a tax protester website. And all I cite is law. 
and I have all the docket numbers to prove they can't even talk about it while they throw stones at me. Give me a break here. Well, no, don't give me a break. I don't need a break. I can kick you in the crotch from here, servant breath. Uh, so, uh, the next phase, Kentucky was dismissed. You're not entitled to a clear explanation of these provisions. That's what happens when you know exactly what provisions to argue. That's the difference. These provisions. Steel Billy in Kentucky was sued by U.S. Uh, by the uh, Department of Justice, filed a counterclaim for clear explanation of the laws they have to comply with, and they dismissed his counterclaim without an explanation of the law that had to operate for them to win the lawsuit. We aren't going to talk about it. A very specific uh, 20 provisions, maybe 25, depends on how many arguments you want to make. Uh, my two primary arguments are uh, 20 provisions total, statutes and regs. So uh, <clears throat> we're toe-to-toe with the government, and uh, my attitude carries through to my municipal litigation strategies. I can't overemphasize the importance of the drive-by litigation course. Here's my YouTube channel link right here coming at you. Copy, paste. Uh, cruise through my videos there and listen to the one. Uh, it's a recorded call. Drive-by litigation. 27 minutes in, T. Darling, who is on the call right now, uh, begins to describe the change she underwent from 2014 when the uh, the government was clubbing her to 2018 and she's retaliating with criminal complaints and prowling the court for opportunities to burn a public servant for violations of the law. That's a paradigm shift. 180 degrees because she got my courses on the web, tons of stuff. That's just the free stuff. Get the courses on wevgov.com, and you're on a fast track to an understanding that our legislators, state and fed, have given us all the tools we need to protect our privacy and our property. So uh, no one else has done enough work to speak like that outside of two or three people you might have heard of. Uh, Kurt Riggin created me and Lewis Ewing. There's Lloyd Smith. Uh, I, I have an encyclopedic memory. He has a photographic memory. His brain takes pictures. Mine does not. But I can remember in volumes and volumes of things in an organized fashion. Uh, so I, I have my specialties. But uh, let's see, a couple others out there. Um, Lowell Beecraft has done the work on income taxation. Historically speaking, um, and that that really is the the top of the list right there, as far as self-taught researchers that actually found some stuff. We found things in the law. In fact, Lewis Ewing is a research freak. I I lost my work ethic several years after I began. If you look at me and Lewis Ewing and compare our research habits, Lewis Ewing could bury me. And he, he got into uh, state procedures, state criminal law or criminal jurisprudence, state this, state that, municipal this, municipal that, and never into federal tax law or criminal complaining. So we all have our specialties. Uh, Kurt Riggin branched into uh, tribal sovereignty and has worked for you know, a couple dozen Indian tribes in the United States here. I uh, chose to jump into the trenches where the government screws the individual the worst in county district court, county superior court now and then. And uh, then in 2007, got back, back into my tax work that I concluded in like 1996. So uh, all of this really is old stuff. And there's so much to know about the law that 
you know, choose a specialty. I can really rock the court using criminal complaint. In fact, go to wevgov.com. And I'm very proud of this tutorial. wevgov.com. Get into the website on the left-hand side, a series of links. The bottom one says play offense. Take that tutorial. It's a 60-minute description of a case out of Superior Court, San Mateo County, California. They wanted to run a guy out of town, falsely arrested him for contempt of court, and look at the documents I drafted and listen to the witness to the hearing uh, as he describes the demeanor of the judge and the effect that those pleadings had on that judge. You don't know somebody else that can do this. Picture somebody walking around society able to do that to a superior court judge at the drop of a hat. Hey, Dave, we have this problem. It's Monday afternoon on the telephone. Okay, well, did you guys record the hearing? He says, yeah. I said, send me a tape recording of the hearing, overnight mail. And the next day I had a recording of the hearing, and I had everything I need to go totally on the attack against that judge for what that judge did. And it got that judge to run from the case. The next judge that came in said, eh, well, uh, everybody just calm down. What seems to be the problem here? Just like I told these guys it would happen. Because that second judge comes in and goes, I don't want to feel like she feels. I don't need a document against me filed by this guy like he filed against her. And he just calmed everything down and dismiss the case for speedy trial violations. <laughs> My only job was to get rid of the judge. And so, you know, federal tax law. Yeah, I do. I could do a lot of it. I'm doing a lot of it right now. But enough municipal work to where I said, oh, yeah, I know exactly what to do. And I traumatized that judge with criminal complaints. State and fed. So I'm not... I'm multidimensional, and when you get my courses, it's about litigation in the trenches and making sure that I want to talk to you again. Why? Well, because I know I can arrest a felon, and I know you're using the mail to try to get my money where you're going to violate court rules in here. I can arrest you when you do that. They don't want to talk to you. That's magic. Government doesn't want to talk to me. You ever hear the Patriot Movement say that? No. No. So uh, this is not about tax law, federal, criminal. Uh, indi the whole thing is an approach to law that says, the law is fine. i got all the authority in the world over a felon. Thanks. And then you push them into felony violation. Their choices are, I either give this citizen the right to arrest me, or we could dismiss this case and get on to the next person. That's the choice you learn to frame when you know my finding. Uh, T. Darling, she's benefiting from precisely that knowledge right now. Listen to the drive-by litigation video on my YouTube channel. Tell others. Tell others. Soaring Eagle. If uh, you are, in fact, Native American, ask around and see if uh, your community has heard of Kurt Riggin. Kurt Riggin in Colorado. I met him in 1996, and he taught me how to argue the law. And he's a tribal sovereignty specialist. And uh, uh, so I have very high credentialed endorsements on all of my work, and I mean business. The law is perfect, and I'm not in there to win my case. I'm in there to make sure that way before I win my case, we're talking about citizen's arrest of the judge. On wevgov.com, there's a page devoted to citizen's arrest. Every case I found in the LexisNexis database uh, for 12 years. Uh, no, his name is Kurt, K-U-R-T, and no, he doesn't have a website for his work. Uh, he's terminal from four or five different illnesses. And uh, his doctors, uh, he's outlived his prognosis. 
by probably eight or nine years now. So uh, uh, this morning I spoke with him, and he was really happy that he's been able to maintain his weight above 145 pounds. He's six two. So uh, yeah, he can't he can't teach anything. He can't really even uh, defend himself if they brought a case against him. He's a warrior, but uh, the guy's under the gun. Anyway, um, the uh, the approach I have uh, for people new on the call, this is a tape-recorded call, so uh, catch up with it and uh, listen to it again for a good picture of what I'm about. And none of this is legal advice. The law doesn't matter. I don't do civil tax. Um, picture it. Somebody on appeal out of a U.S. tax court case. Uh, tax code section 6211, 12, and 13. Notice of deficiency. Go to tax court. No lien or levy can be instituted or enforced until appeal rights are expired. The guy's on appeal. They're filing liens against his house. The law doesn't count. And so all I do is try to prevent indictment. You want to download this PDF document if you're on the phone. You probably have it already. Most of, most of the folks here are regulars, but people that aren't regulars, wevgov.com slash backtrialbrief.pdf. James Back went to prison for 16 months for filing Pete Hendrickson tax return. That's the government's brief filed in James Back's case, and it contains the definition of innocence. If you have a good faith misunderstanding of the law, even if it's unreasonable, you're innocent. People with an understanding of what I do and with, uh, you know, they'll file letters that I've already written saying, uh, I don't understand why you're talking criminal charges against me. Uh, How does Section 83 operate? LTO, it's on the call. They shut down that criminal investigation. Other people have been um, not indicted when they're identically situated to others that have been indicted, except for the fact that they joined my findings. Um, if you want to know more about how to join my findings, if you look at Section 83 and say, you know, I think they're violating Section 83, I should file a criminal complaint. It's a matter of processing a joinder through. Chris's office uh, that says, I hereby join the New Year's of 06 criminal complaint that they filed and the January 20th of 017 inauguration day presidential complaint that they filed. So now you've joined two existing complaints and memorandums on file with the new president and with 80 members of Congress January of 06. How many years is that? That's 12 plus years. And the government, 12 plus years since 80 members of Congress got a criminal complaint for racketeering from me. And in Kentucky, they have to dismiss the complaint saying you're not entitled to a clear explanation. (laughs) So the statute that explains how to tax the workforce, Section 83, is off limits. If you think they violated it and you want to file a criminal complaint with the government, it's a matter of uh, contacting our office. And uh, you'll get an affidavit that you can sign and notarize and mail back, and we'll uh, distribute it to Congress. Now, my complaint has become your complaint. So uh, T. Darling says 100% criminal complaints is key to getting on offense when they are violating your rights. You go directly from their punching bag to Rocky. I've only consulted with her a couple times. I didn't write any of her documents. She got my courses and took off running and uh, listened to the testimonial drive-by litigation on the YouTube channel. Well, I'm up to 45 minutes on this voice. On April 7th, or, uh, March 17th, I caught the flu, and uh, my voice still isn't up to speed. I'm still coughing up the last of it. Uh, that flu was something else. So uh, why don't we call an end to today's uh, presentation. Go to twopotus.com. 
I'm trying to get the attention of some law students that want to confront their professors about Section 83 because uh, it explains how to tax their professor and everybody they hire in their business when they're lawyers, every dollar they earn when they perform services as a lawyer. I think it's a good time. I certainly can't talk to the movement anymore. Uh, they don't want to hear it. So I'm branching out, looking for other students that want to uh, bring the truth to the courtroom. And uh, I think this just might be the way to do it. And I am I feel tutorially com uh, compelled. I think I'm going to have a couple of new tutorials on the web, on my YouTube channel uh, in the next week. So uh, stay tuned to that. And thanks, everybody, for sharing your Wednesday with me. My name is David Merlin. None of this is legal advice. And on thebookpatch.com, do a search for my last name, Merlin. For my printed publication, I mean, buy the flash drives on wevgov.com uh, if you want to grab the wheels of offense and prove that uh, the law is just fine. It's not about my case. I'm going to push you into a felony violation of law so I can arrest you in court. That's the re every time you take me into court, prosecutor, the reason I'm there is to push you into a citizen's arrest. I'm not there over the $500 you're screwing me out of. I'm there to arrest you. That's a different citizen. And uh, it's allowed under state law. So consult your state law. Read the case law on this on wevgov.com, citizen's arrest page, and understand you don't have to take it. Hey, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. And uh, and like and like I said in the very beginning, those who stay focused and on point will have a better outcome than the one who wants to travel all over the place just to show how much they learn and know. I can't tell you how many emails I get that want to talk about any of the other things. And and like I mentioned several times, you know, you may not be a citizen of the United States. And then again, you may be. And there's an argument for each position. I can prove beyond a shadow of doubt that I, I am not a citizen of the United States as defined by 7701 parent A, parent 9 and 10, the United States and the state. I can prove beyond a shadow of doubt that a state is not one of the several states. But I can show you many people that have gone to prison taking that argument. <laughs> and that's not where you want to go, you know. It's not what you know that that a lot of times will help you because sometimes we just know a little bit too much and to get ourselves in, in the trouble. And and I'm not sure at this point in time what the key is other than going after the individual who's claiming that you owe a debt. And you might as well start with the first one that pens a letter to you, whether the name is obscured or not. It pens a letter to you claiming you owe a debt. And instead of getting into the arguments, I'm not, you know, you don't have subject jurisdiction or, and, and they don't. They, you know, I mean, you, you can argue that when you get into, uh, if you get to the point of a trial. But you can also start building a record by stating and by asking facts, you know, uh, how does Section 83 apply in your determination? My, my paycheck was gross income. The courts, not you. It is not your theory. It is not your opinion. It is not your determination. It is the courts that have ruled that your compensation, that selling your services for your compensation, Section 83 applies. So you might as well use it. 
Let them come back and tell you you're wrong. And then you can simply say, am I wrong or the court's wrong? What authority do you have over and above the courts? And um, I know this all sounds simple sitting here on the phone in my easy chair and, and spitting this all out. And it's not easy. Believe me, it's not. These people have millions of dollars and, and thousands of people working for them. And when one gets tired, they just get another one to start coming after you. So it's not so much on how you know how big is the fight, is how big the fight is in you to keep fighting these bums, because they do keep coming after you, and you do have to you know keep asking questions, never refuse. This is my position. Dave may may disagree or whatever, but I've never refused. I've always given a contingency. That if you can prove the court's wrong and, you know, and, and I'm misreading the law, you know, I, I'd be glad to pay all penalties and interest just because I'm stupid. But, you know, but nobody ever refutes any of the information that you find in Dave's criminal complaint that went to Congress. And that gives you a pretty good position to stand on. You know, because how can any jury grand jury or anybody tell you that you're wrong when they when the laws are secret. So with that being said, again, thank you for coming. God bless America. And this call is officially over. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.